0: Last time on Dice Funk.
1: But yeah, so right now our only mission, as far as the characters are concerned, is to go to the sanitarium and try to help their friends. So let's do that.
0: So you rifle through the nearest guard's pockets uh, and come away with uh, a a woman's badge uh, by the name of Emma Cartwright. You hear somebody repeating, it's eating us. We can't escape. We're trapped and it's eating us all. To- you two, to me, quickly, I need to ask you something about this, um, prisoner. I think you'd better come with us.
1: Okay, so they're- they're not buying this, yes?
2: You wanna murder them? You were
1: heroes, even Ronaldo's here.
3: <laughs> Could you just get me out? Like... Yeah. I'd love that, because I've been in this cell, like, all night.
0: Um, uh, upon removing the dagger, uh, there's a great gout of blood that comes pouring out the side...
1: And, and yells, don't kill him. We can just leave these guys here.
0: Uh, You get him right in the spine.
1: Are both of the dudes dead? Oh, yeah. Alana, tell us what happened. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that would be perfect.
0: Action. Adventure. Swashbuckling. Heroics. Municipal. um. land dealings.
1: Cold blooded murder.
0: Cold blooded murder. Um. Nasty things about Coldplay's latest release. I
1: thought the single was alright, but I wasn't crazy about the other tracks.
0: Uh. <laughs> cheese. Minor surgery. Yes. All these and more on this episode of Dice Funk.
4: <laughs>
1: we we sprung Alana from the jail, murdered two guards, and then we asked her, what happened? How'd you get here? And then I guess it's going to be revealed now. Yes? Is
0: that where we are? I Presumably. All right. Good, because I'd like
3: to know why I keep vanishing into the night. <laughs> uh,
0: I guess this is the flashback episode then. Um Okay uh so um jess here's the thing okay mm-hmm. there's gonna be a lot of stuff happening uh in in this episode um it's gonna be pretty text heavy um that doesn't mean that um you have to wait it out and see you know what what i'm gonna say next you got anything to say you can go ahead and jump in okay Austin and Leon, as well. You guys, sort of out of character, can throw your two cents in. There's a couple of things that are predetermined to happen, of course. But, uh, uh, yeah, yeah this is, there's still some control here about, um, oh, let's say how bad things got. So.
3: Okay.
1: I, b- I believe the uh, technical term for this is Morton's Fork.
3: What the fuck is that? I don't even know what that is
1: where you could have different uh like methods but they all end up in the same conclusion.
0: Oh, okay. Uh no, there there are a few there are a few different conclusions that could happen. Like I said, there's a couple of predetermined things that that are absolutely destined to happen.
1: I was counting those as conclusions. Conclusions in the sense that uh Tamsin dies and Elana goes to jail. Yeah.
3: That's obviously going to happen cuz that's already technically happened. In the present, in the past, oh god!
1: All right, three, two, one, let's jam. <laughs>
3: I got that reference.
0: Um, so the last time we saw Alana, um, she was being deserted by our brave, intrepid heroes, Anne and Ronaldo, to uh, face the music of a uh, kidnap exchange. It seems all on her lonesome.
1: That's <laughs> not how I would characterize it, but okay. <laughs>
2: i mean
0: um so there was a uh there was a flare-like object that had gone up over top of the quarry and a cry had gone out um erlin i have something of yours so i'm gonna i'm gonna repeat some text here just so that we um uh, uh remember exactly you know what it was that happened So it isn't long after the call goes out that every guard at the entrance turned heel and began to hustle their way into the quarry. Erlen himself lost no time whatsoever and broke into the most noble-looking substitute for a sprint you've ever seen. A silence hung in the air for a few seconds before the guardsmen in charge realized that no orders had been passed, and most of his men are confusedly running to the source of the yell, now accompanied by muffled cries of panic and help from a different voice. The commanding guard springs into order mode and starts to organize his men, instructing them to move into the quarry with more structure, but his fight against the panic appears to be quite a tough one. It isn't long before all the guards previously watching the entrance had repositioned themselves inside the quarry to either ready themselves for action, or to get a better vantage point of the proceedings. It was at this point that, uh, that Ronaldo and Anne opted to leave, uh, but Alana, you think that you might be able to slip into the quarry during the bustle, uh, uh, without acquiring too much attention at this point.
3: Okay, that sounds semi-cool, I guess. Um, I have a plus five to stealth, so... Ten. Uh.
0: Okay. So you you make it into the quarry. Um, a couple of a couple of guards kind of like catch a, a glimpse of you wandering around, but they're more concerned with uh, what immediately greets them that they don't really pay you that much attention. Uh, Erlin's attention is absolutely transfixed at a ledge some ways away from where he's positioned right now. Uh, upon entrance, you're greeted with an uneasy sight. "'On the high bluff that uh, Erlin is staring at some ways away, Tamson is accompanied by a cadre of somewhere between ten and twenty "'modestly armored, mean-looking ruffians, "'grouped around a sturdy crane, "'arcing out over a deep chasm in the quarry. "'Hung not too low from its extended end "'is a young man dressed in rags, "'struggling against the ropes that bind him, "'more in fear of the long fall underneath him "'than a legitimate attempt to escape them.' Nearly each of the standing figures bears a torch, with at least one of them never moving too far away from the ropes, and several varieties of weapons. It's difficult to guess how far away they are from the hastily positioning guards who can't seem to decide to advance on the kidnappers, or freeze in place in fear that they might be held responsible for the ensuing action, but it looks as though... To completely access the area that they're positioned at, some precarious wooden stairways must be navigated upwards, each one providing substantial obstacle, likely giving any interested party plenty of time to burn or sever ropes before hightailing away into the night. Erlin, rooted to the spot, addresses the kidnappers boldly. You aren't who I was expecting, he says. No, I don't imagine we are. "'You needn't worry about our three friends, though. "'They aren't likely long for this world "'if they keep on the course that they're on,' Erlin replies. "'Not many of you are long for this world "'if you persist in this endeavor. "'You still have an opportunity to walk away from this "'and get away with your lives. "'Lives to be lived somewhere other than Stone Root, to be sure, "'but you have the chance to avoid complete and total disaster right now.' "'Tamsin responds. "'This entire city is a disaster, Erlin.' And the only people who've ever had the opportunity to avoid it have been your family. Instead, you've done nothing but spend generations exploiting the people who live here, the people who come to this city for work and a better life. You don't get to talk to me about avoiding the disaster that's been the lives of every one of the people you walk over to stay safe and well-fed in your gated mansion. Hoarding and protecting every little grain of sand you might see some inflated value in. You don't get to talk to me about disaster until I'm convinced you know the value of sacrifice. Don't presume to lecture me about sacrifice, child. I've given up more in my entire life than you could possibly even earn. Well, it's time to give up a little more. Did you bring them? The voices, both loud between Erlin and Tamsin, and quiet murmur across murmurs across the crowd break this strained quietness accented only by the creaking of ropes and the frantic whimpering of the dangling victim. Erlin slowly reaches into a satchel at his side and produces a grapefruit sized globe for a moment. you think the orb is glowing as the objects and characters in its vicinity seem to get brighter, but looking at the hand in which Erlen holds it, you realize that it's just that the immediate area surrounding the orb seems to be sucking light in. He stares at it with a mournful expression, and for a moment appears to lose awareness of his surroundings. "'Well?' Tamsin calls out. "'Well, I haven't decided I'm going to give it to you yet.' One hundred thousand gold coins. Some murmuring from the stone rotten at the base of the crane starts. Nothing discernible, but you can see Tamsin gesture dismissively to her companions, who go silent in response. I don't see the fang, she says. I didn't bring the fang, Erlin replies. Alana, get get the orb. Just run over
2: there and get the orb with your with your with your stealing powers. Like like we can we can skip this entire thing. Just just take it and then ooh, we're we're basically time traveling here. Get the orb and then hide it on your person and they can't find it or stash it and then you can still get captured and end up in the cell. We're do, we're doing time travel logic. <laughs>
1: what universe does she steal that in front of 80 witnesses and not-
3: Yeah, that's what I was just gonna ask! Wait a minute, wait a
1: minute.
2: How can- Can can she literally die? Immediately
1: pincushioned by 80 arrows.
2: No, 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 you can't! Because we're- Because that would disrupt the space-time continuum.
3: I could die.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No. Leon. Leon. Leon, first of all, you have to respect the fiction- Leon, Leon, Johnny has given this this opportunity, and it'd be dickish to fuck him over on this. I do also want to say you have, you have to consider Alana's motivation. She just wants to, like, not have- die in the street, and all her friends die in the street. Like, she has no- she does not give a shit about this orb. It doesn't make any sense for her to steal it.
3: I am going to take the opportunity to interject, though, Johnny. Is there, from where I'm standing slash hiding slash whatever the fuck I'm doing- Is there, like, a more... I use the air quotes around comfortable hiding place so that I can still see everything but kind of move away in case a giant war decides to break out between everybody because I don't want any part of this war. Like, literally, my only stake in this is to make sure my boss does not die, which obviously is going to happen, so I might as well try to find a way to... um, Get as far away so that if something does go south, I have a way out.
0: Okay, so you want to you want to distance yourself essentially
3: without losing what they're saying and without um, without endangering myself.
0: Uh, yeah, you, you can. There's a we'll say that um, we'll say that there's a, a ledge. Uh, sort of above where you are right now. It's not really connected to the area that that Tamsin has decided to occupy. Um, okay, and it 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 doesn't really provide you much egress. As far as you can tell, the only ways in or out of the quarry is where you came from. Um, and obviously, however it is that Tamsin managed to get in here, because you'll you'll remember beforehand that um. They were stationed outside the entrance to the quarry for... The guards were stationed outside the entrance to the quarry for some time. She must have been able to get herself in there somehow. But like I said, the, this sort of separate ledge that you have... It doesn't provide you access to to where Tamsin and company are are stationed. The only way that you can see to access the area that that they're sitting at is the uh, rickety wooden creaky stairwells, which provide a very convenient bottleneck.
1: I like the idea that when she's telling this this telling us this story after we've unlocked her cell, and she's like, "Yeah," and then he pulled out the orb, and then Ronaldo's like, "Why didn't you steal the orb?" <laughs> like just screaming in her face.
3: And then I would be like, "Why?" <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is definitely what he. That is definitely what he said.
3: Okay, so I'm going to take my sweet ass time to climb on the ledge. Okay. Like my real sweet ass time.
0: All right. So you're 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 gonna make sure that you do it right then. Yeah, I'm gonna take ten. Okay. All right. So anyways, uh, uh, yeah, Erlin replies, I didn't bring the fang. I'm sure you're capable of some degree of negotiation. One hundred and fifty thousand. The murmuring starts up again, with Tamsin choosing to ignore it entirely this time, calling out, The note didn't read the orb and fang and ten thousand pieces, or, you know, whatever works for you. I'm really open to suggestions. It was clear.
1: I like how all of Johnny's NPCs have his sense of humor.
0: <laughs> I think that's great.
3: <laughs>
1: uh. I do like also, sorry to interrupt you again, but the fact that I left behind the knife as a joke has now become a plot point.
0: That's good. Um, I believe you're capable of seeing a better deal when presented with one. "'Biorb and Fang aren't any use to you.' "'It isn't what I can use, you tyrant,' Tamsin yells, for the first time with some angry emotion coloring her tone. "'It's about what you deserve to lose,' she says, cutting one of the four ropes keeping Ulick suspended above the abyss below. "'It snaps, audibly.' And the young man swings away precariously, bobbling in an uneven circle before coming to an uneasy stop. Erland stumbles and raises his, hands in, uh, raises his free hand in objection. "'Wait! S- stop! Don't!' he cries. And for a second, Tamsin looks pretty pleased with herself that she's finally affected him. The murmuring surrounding her rises to disgruntled objection once the first rope snaps. With no hesitation, she turns to her nearest companion and stabs him in the complaining throat before thrusting his gurgling body off the edge into the pits below. "'Oh, God, no!' Erlen cries, strangely, suddenly holding onto the orb with both hands and stepping back from the edge. No longer concerned about the current situation, he spends a few seconds staring intently into it, as if trying to read or make something out from a great distance.' He squints and clenches his jaw. Everybody pauses, confused, and share a strange look with one another. Is that- is the noise happening right now?
1: Not yet, no. Fuck, this is the source of the noise. Shit.
3: Can I, um... Yeah, I don't really have anything in that. Um...
2: Wait, does does Anne realize this, or is this just Austin? That was
1: Austin because why? Like blood got spilled in their evil quarry, and the the weird the weird fucking demon worshiper dude was concerned. So something's happening magically, and and just listening like an idiot.
2: Okay, Ronaldo is half paying attention and half looking at the bodies, thinking, "I can't wait to loot them when this." Is
3: done.
0: <laughs> um. So Erlin readdresses the people present. No more bloodshed, please, he asks, seemingly earnest. You know what I want, Tamsin replies, Uh, even her seemingly a little confused by his earnest reaction. I don't have the Fang, he says. Reports tell me that your three new friends stole it from me. I haven't been able to get it back from them yet. There's more conferring among Tamsin's group. The orb and a hundred thousand, and we promise to deliver the halfling and the idiot if you let us leave the city. <laughs> I am not the
2: idiot. The halfling is the idiot. That is, too, that is the same person. <laughs> and just
1: like, wait, I'm a halfling.
2: <laughs> and Ronaldo, you know what? You know, in that case, Ronaldo's like, who's the idiot? <laughs> That's what he says during this. Okay, go ahead.
0: What about the druid? He replies. Tamsin smirks. Your guards are going to find the body in Tin Town. You aren't going to recognize her face. You won't recognize any face.
2: Ronaldo, uh, sort of under his breath, says, Booyah.
1: <laughs> and shoots you the dirtiest look possible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, did she have the fang? Would I be asking for it if she did? There's a pause. (laughs) I think we have a deal. Silas? Carl? Uh, which Carl, sir? (laughs) Oh, God. Carl Kurtz. There are a lot of guys there. (laughs) We're doing a
1: who's-on-first routine right now.
0: Silas and Carl step to the side of the Lord who motions to some sacks that had been sitting there, nearby, beforehand. Two of them, he requests, before opening, before opening and exposing a handful of gold coins to the crew with the crane. The coins go back in the satchel, and he places the orb into the satchel at his side, which he removes and gives to Silas. He quietly whispers to the two guards, who nods solemnly and set off on the lonely path to the crane.
3: Oh, this is not going to end well. Am I on the ledge yet? I'd assume... Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, you um... just
3: never told me when I was, so I don't know how long I've actually been watching this happen.
0: No, you're, um... you are, You were positioned.
3: Okay, so... Okay, so from where I am, I'm in a pretty good position to see everything, but in order to leave the quarry from where I can see. I have to climb back down and go towards the entrance I came in.
0: You wouldn't You wouldn't necessarily need to climb back down. It's, it's a jumpable distance, you know? Like, we're probably talking, like, 10 or 15 feet or something like that. Um, and then, yeah, you'd have to uh, go back out the way you came or stick around and try and find another way out at this point in time.
3: Okay. No, I'm just trying to figure out, like, what my options are because, like... The only thing I'm really thinking of is if I go south, I obviously need to tell um, them what the hell is going on. So in order for me to do that, I need to stay alive. So really, my options are basically survive, damn it. So, all right, go ahead. I'm just trying to figure out what I should do, but I'm, I'm kind of at a loss. I think I'm just going to wait and see how south this goes before I decide to try to figure out where
0: the hell I'm going. All right. So, Silas and Carl um make their way up t- uh, to the uh to the crane and uh, uh set down the the satchels uh at sort of a a neutral area that Tamsin kind of indicates that, you know, there is good enough and then they begin to slowly back away from the area, returning back to the plateau on which Lord Erlin stands. Um, All of a sudden, several things kind of happen all at once. Oh, God. (laughs) Suddenly aware of his circumstances, um, uh, you notice uh, Erlin kind of make a surprised motion, because you're, you're focused on watching uh, Silas and, and Carl um, make the exchange, when suddenly you notice uh, Erlin physically uh, responding to a little bit of surprise. Um, a figure that you don't recognize, um, but in, in your descriptions of the story, um, Ronaldo and Anne are pretty certain uh, is the one that they know as Lonigan. So he wasn't there at all. Damn it! He wasn't in the house when we were uh,
2: doing shit. I guess
0: no, no. He he wasn't in the house. Uh, in fact, uh, he's he appears to be at the quarry at this point in time. Um, Lawnigan has has um, not appeared in in the sense of like poof, I'm here, <laughs> you know. But he's he's sort of suddenly on the scene. Uh, you never really noticed him before, mm-hmm. um, and he's he's standing right next to to Erlen. With a dagger in his hand, a very mean, mean-looking dagger in his hand, uh, he very promptly lets Erlen have it right in the back, in the kidneys. Oh shit!
1: From from her description of the mean, mean dagger, do we can we discern that it's the Fang?
0: Um, no, it is not.
1: Okay, then if not, then can we? Because I read the the autopsy of Friedrich. Does it sound like the weapon that killed him? Okay. Fuck. Everyone's got fancy knives. <laughs> there are
0: a lot of them out there.
3: Oh god, I feel like that's a good title. Anyway, go ahead.
0: <laughs> um Lonigan Lonigan makes a statement. Um very quickly with the knife in Erlin's back. Uh and you hear him say, "Your unwillingness to explore these powers are a great downfall, Erlen. It's such a shame that it's taken a long time for you to meet someone like me. The world we live in could have been such a different thing by now. Lonigan removes the knife from Erlen's back, and a copious amount of blood starts to hit the stones of the quarry and gets soaked up into the ground. He curses, and you start to hear a strange buzzing noise. In the air. Yup, called it. Um. Also, at the same time, you notice that um, Tamsin uh, gets embroiled in a fight with one of her uh, um, one of her crew, who during the scuffle has uh, the hood knocked off of her head and looks to be an absolute dead ringer for her. Um, in fact, you'd swear that she was struggling with a clone. <laughs> Wait, have clones been invented? No, I'm just for the sake of (laughs) description's sake. So like a doppelganger of some kind? A doppelganger, or a twin, you know, if you will.
1: I was just being a dick, there's a spell called clone.
0: (laughs) Okay.
3: Of course there is, because fucking D&D, anyway. Uh,
0: they're, They're having a very heated conversation with each other that's a little bit more intimate. Um... Uh, so you can't really catch much of it, um, but the two of them are um, both both pretty engaged and also quite hurt during the struggle with each other. Uh, the only thing that you hear is you hear um, what you're sure uh, to be your boss, what you're sure is Tamsin there, sorry, there comes a point in time where the two of them wind up coming right next to the edge oh God. of the uh, precipice over which Ulick uh, is positioned. Uh, and you hear at one point in time Tamsin yell, don't you know, Emma? It's the crane that killed father. Erlin, clutching at his wound, uh, um, seeing them move closer and closer to the edge, suddenly gets a very, very panicked expression on his face. Um... <clears throat> Tamsin takes one final, uh, sort of strike to the stomach, uh, and falls off the edge. Erlin looks absolutely mortified and yells out to Silas and Carl to bring the orb back to him as fast as possible. The, uh, the other members of the Stone Rotten, uh, are doing everything they can to cram as much gold into their pockets and, and grab the sacks that were, that were put down, but neither one of them, nobody is paying attention to the satchel. Silas, uh, makes a quick sprint up to it, um, and pushing off a couple of the Stone Rotten who are more concerned with the money than they're concerned with anything else, manages to load the satchel up onto his arms. Uh, and starts making his way back towards the wooden stairwell. Uh, You hear a sickening thud as Tamsin hits the ground at the end of the quarry, uh, and suddenly the buzzing in your ear starts to get a little bit more intense. Uh, And from the looks of it, everybody else is experiencing it too. You see many of the guards kind of like putting their hands up to their ears and getting these expressions on their faces like they're really uncomfortable with something that's going on. Um, the ground begins to rumble a little bit. Uh, there's a very light kind of earthquake that starts shaking, uh, and one of the rickety wooden staircases between Erlin and the uh, crane collapses entirely, stranding Silas uh, and and Carl on the other side. Is this cr- is this crane like
1: metal and like modern? Like what kind of crane are we dealing with? Is this like an old timey? No, thing? the
0: crane is the crane is is wooden. It's but it's it's very sturdy. You're you're under the impression that it's it's used to to lever huge chunks of stone by like manual hoisting. So there are pulleys and things like that. It's it's a very very sturdy structure. Um, it it too begins to kind of like swing and and sway a little bit. Emma in response to this or at least the person who you heard called Emma manages to throw a uh, an anchor out around uh, the rope holding Ulick and is in the process of trying to pull him to safety as as the ground begins to shake as i say the wooden stairs are collapsing and uh, there's a there's a little bit of mayhem and that buzzing in your ears is a rumble now and it keeps getting stronger and stronger and stronger
3: well time to go
0: <laughs> what What do you
3: I'm gonna try and go back the way I came I, I'm not even gonna try to look for an exit at this point if the quarry is going to collapse which is what I think is happening while all these weird other shenanigans are happening which obviously magic is involved because of what Lonigan said I think me personally Alana will want to be like yeah I'm done with this fucking nonsense and just go back the way I came.
0: Okay. So, you hightail it down the, um, the small ledge, uh, back onto the platform. Nobody's paying attention to you. Oh, good. <laughs> Wild panic kind of, kind of grips most of the people. Erlin looks like somebody has quite literally sapped the life out of him. Uh, you look around for the guy who, uh, who, who gave him the business end of the knife, and he's he's nowhere to be seen. Okay. Um the guards who are uh now stranded on on the other side um lonigan is is motioning to them for for them to to throw the orb to them but um uh, the one with the satchel silas looks a little bit confused and it's a a little out of range for him um dust is starting to kick up everywhere um uh, vision is is completely obscured erlin uh, seeing that um Silas isn't going to be able to make it back uh, from the stairwell. Uh, yells in a very weak voice for absolutely everybody to get out of the quarry. Um, so the guards uh, start to, in very panicked fashion, um, run back to the entrance. Um, Erlen starts limping his way there, too. Um, you arrive before he does uh, at the entrance. And are surprised to see... Most everybody, um, refusing to move through the gates, except for a few guards, because on the other side, there's a very well-armed, uh, contingent of enemy soldiers, uh, y- you can, uh, only surmise by the, uh, um, the uniform, uh, that they're wearing, um, with a cloaked figure, uh, at the very front, who motions for Erlin to approach, and then, uh, <clears throat> introduces herself. She says, uh and you're not familiar with this, um oh no, no. You recognize sorry, you recognize the voice of this character, uh, as being the same character who it burned the twist down. Okay. The the voice is is the same. Um when she
1: when she's telling the story, she explains it's a cloaked figure with a Akamorian accent. We put two and two together and we share the, can we just say like we're all on the same page insofar as yeah. we know who this is? Like we've just okay, I just want to sorry to break break the flow of the story, but we just busted her out of jail, and like I feel we've reached a point with in our dynamic where like there's no more secrets. Yeah. Yeah. Plot as far as plot stuff, like we can still keep personal shit to ourselves, but like let's just be on the same page.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. I'm comfortable with that. Um. So she addresses the Lord uh, after removing the hood of her cloak and says, "Lord Erlin I hereby declare you the first official arrests of the new Achamorean state of Stone Root. I am Phyro, Akamorian Lady the Younger, and General of the Akamorian Conquest Expansion. Welcome to my kingdom. Guards, take them away. Lock that gate up and put as much fire into that quarry as you can. Unconcerned with the rumbling, seemingly, um, the Akamorian guard managed to lock up the gates and you see a number of them start throwing what must be molotov cocktails or bombs or what have you into the quarry in such ghastly quantities that you'd be surprised if anything survived um of course you did manage to get out um and the guards uh surround you as well as the some 12 guards that uh, uh accompanied the lord and promptly march you off to the sanitarium in the city where uh, you see them attempting to erect barricades and uh, they seem to be using it as some sort of headquarters you get ushered into the basement uh, slapped in a cell along with the rest of the people who've been captured and um, mainly left to rot and then you w- you went to sleep and in-, in your cell you woke up the next morning and uh, lo and behold your rescuers intrepidly have appeared
1: so let's be clear. Silas was not one of the ones arrested.
0: Silas was not one of the ones arrested.
1: But but we also didn't find his body, so we must assume that he's with Emma, who is the only other named character who is was left behind. Yes?
0: Well, Emma Ulick, yeah.
3: Yeah, Emma Ulick and uh Silas are unaccounted for.
0: Okay. And you have no idea what what's happened to Lonigan?
3: Or Lonigan, yeah.
0: Yeah, he
1: teleported away. But okay, so at this point when you drop the whole uh, AC explanation, was it Firo was her name? Like the Pokemon?
0: Um, P-H-I-R-O, Firo.
1: Okay, it's Firo. (laughs) It's Firo the Pokemon, for the record.
0: (laughs) Yeah,
2: seriously. Wait, I could have missed. uh, Just to double check. So AC is Firo?
3: Yes.
0: Yeah. And that's a name that you recognize, Leon. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, he would know.
1: Do we see recognition on your face when she says that?
0: I don't know. Are you are trying
1: to
2: hide it? Um, I, at this point, I feel like the cat's been out of the bag. Ronaldo did the salute. Yeah. I mean, shouldn't Anne have figured this out by now? I mean, it is Anne, but- I was
1: preparing for this at, for the end of the conversation, but at this point, Anne turns to you and says, okay, Ronaldo, I, I don't, I'm not stupid.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Ronaldo cocks an eyebrow at that.
1: You talk like these people, you know their salutes, like, what's going on? Who are they? Who are you?
2: I am Ronaldo, but, okay, um, look, it's like this. I am from Akamoros. It's an island city. It's not that far from here. Um, basically, I'm not allowed there anymore for reasons, uh... Murder? No, <laughs> of love. So...
3: I mean I've already seen you murder somebody, so that's my natural assumption
2: that's that's fair, but no <laughs> uh it was for it was for comparatively more innocent reasons, but any that's not the point. The point is i'm not allowed back there. I'm banished, should have been executed, but it's a long story uh left and I met up with you and Jane, and you said you were from thin mints, and i don't like traveling alone because it's not a good idea it's unsafe and i don't like being by myself so i said oh i'm from thin mints too um and then we you know worked together i feel like that was a good idea at the time
3: so you lied to her
2: a little but everything else was true so you're not
1: with the people who are doing this right now
2: no, no, they're, look, they're kind of assholes, uh, I mean, it, maybe it's for all for the best that I'm no longer there.
1: I don't know, I kind of, I kind of like Firo, she killed all the bad guys with fire, uh, like, I, I'm kind of pro that, but now you've killed two of their guards, I don't know that we're gonna be able to work together, you've kind of, we, who else can we work with? The guard, the, the Lord hates us, Lonigan's evil, and now we can't work with them, you've, you've, you real
2: fucked us on this one, Ronaldo. We need to get out of here. I mean, and not just this uh, sanitarium. I mean, we need to get the fuck out because I mean, I'm sorry, but we we this plan has this whole quest has been screwed since Jump Street. Okay.
3: Okay. Can somebody explain to me exactly what you guys are even doing here?
2: Okay, let me just without without do, doing 26 episodes, can I just say Ronaldo explains? Yeah,
1: like I, I said earlier, we're all on the same page as far as plot stuff. All right.
2: Yeah, Renato, Renato explains.
1: We've all listened to every episode in character and out. Um I at, th- <laughs> right. at this point I'm going to say like okay, Alana's on our team now. I give her my crossbow and 19 bolts so she has a weapon to defend okay. herself. I assume you're unarmed.
0: You've been jailed, right?
3: I don't know if I've been unarmed, Johnny. Yeah,
0: you were un- you were unarmed. You you went through prisoner processing essentially. They don't they don't give prisoners weapons. Um Well, I mean so, they let me yeah. keep
3: Squeak. I don't know why they let me keep Squeak, but they let me keep Squeak.
0: They wouldn't they wouldn't have found Squeak. They saw that you were carrying weapons. They were like, "We'll take those." Thanks.
1: Is she still armored? Do we need to adjust her AC?
0: Yeah, yeah, well she still has armor.
1: Okay, I'm going to say to Ronaldo, "Give her the lock picks that you found."
2: I have lock picks. Oh, Ronaldo sorts through his um stuff and he gives her the lock picks. So I'm going to remove that.
3: How many lock picks is that?
2: Two, two sets.
3: Two sets of lockpicks. Okay.
1: So let's before we start letting the guards out and figure out what to do next, we need to like settle this. All right, like Mm -hmm. what? No more secrets. All right. What's the plan?
2: Uh, honestly, um, based on what you guys said, uh, Erlin is dead
0: and Tamzin is dead.
3: I don't think Erlin is dead. I think that he's been captured.
0: Erlin was Erlin was escorted to, to the sanitarium with you. He didn't he didn't look very well, but he was escorted there. Hmm. You wanna find Erlin?
3: And do what? I thought he was the bad guy. What the hell's going on?
2: I don't know, beat some stuff stuff out of him. I kinda of wanna smack him around a little. Actually, you know what? Scratch that. I just want to get out of here. Look, this whole thing was a rescue mission that went south. i I I I'm we need to leave. How are we
1: going to, how are we going to get out of the sanitarium with a prisoner?
2: Uh, we Star Wars it. We, we pretend that we're the, uh, the guards and, uh, that we're escorting a prisoner out for, uh, to be placed somewhere else.
1: Are we not going to save the other guards down here?
2: Ronaldo looks around and he says, (sighs) Do we trust them? I mean, I have, wait, how many people have I killed?
3: I'm gonna leave the cell and knock on the next door.
2: Okay, Ronaldo goes over to the guards and loots them. Okay, well, let's
1: let's satisfy that loot craving.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ronaldo <laughs> takes Renato takes the uh, two um, uh, long swords. I think you said, Johnny.
0: Yeah they they're armed with they're armed with long swords. Um, they have shields. Okay,
2: Ronaldo doesn't use shields, so he doesn't want those. Ronaldo takes their keys and and tosses them to Alana
0: and says, "If you want to get these guys out of the cells, I guess you can."
3: I'm gonna knock on the door that's next to mine.
0: Um, you knock on the cell door next to you and uh, hear a kind of a, a, a sickly groan from within.
3: So you just grab two swords.
0: Yeah, I'm grabbing
2: two swords. Do they have any, like, badges or identification things on them as guards? Because I already have two um, local badges, and I'm just- I'm not just making a collection, I'm just making identifications for myself.
0: No, uh, from, from what you can glean, their, um, their identification is essentially the uniform. Okay, I leave it then. Ne- never mind. This is some
1: catch-me-if-you-can shit. <laughs>
3: um, I'm gonna open the little- there's, like, a little flap, right? Yeah. I'm gonna open it and see who's inside.
0: Uh you see a very sick looking Erlin. Hey guys! I think we found our friend Erlen!
2: Ronaldo sort of goes up to the um to the flap and he does that thing where he like 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 clenches one fist and like does the <laughs> to his hands. <laughs> <laughs> because he he basically he's trying to intimidate him.
1: I just want to be clear before we open up this cell. I am out of spells. I don't know if that was clear from last time. Mm -hmm. So I want to be clear now. I am out of spells.
2: No, I understand. Um,
3: I might be able to help stabilize him. Maybe.
1: Anyone anyone can make medicine checks. That's not the question. I'm just letting you guys know.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'll try and stabilize him. I don't really care if you can't cure him. I just want him to be like... I want him to... Let us know what the hell is going on.
2: Ronaldo says, What is the plan here if we save him? I mean, he's kind of our enemy. What are, what is your plan here? The best
1: way to turn an enemy into a friend is to help them. Let's let's get all these soldiers and Erlin out of their cells and then
3: they'll help us escape. You'd think <sighs> I don't
2: trust anyone here.
3: Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna like I'm gonna be like I'm gonna take the key I'm gonna give the keys to Anne. And I'm going to go and I'm going to say, go unlock all the other doors. I'm going to talk to Erwin. You guys go unlock all the other doors and talk to these guys and tell them that we
0: need help.
1: Okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to look through all the flaps because there's also people who were here before all this stuff happened. Like people who sh-
0: uh, you can't you can't reach the flaps Anne. they're too tall for you. Then I do it for. Him. All
1: right. I'm going to unlock the door of anyone who's a guard, not the people who were here before.
2: Yeah. Uh, Ronaldo sort of goes along with this plan. He, he He's used to being the leader, but at this point, he's just trying to get... He's just trying to f- figure out a way to get out. Just, like, straight up right now. Ronaldo's ha- plan is basically to find Silas to see if he's okay, and then to just bolt.
3: Well, remember, Silas didn't come with us, so I don't know where he is.
2: He's not here. Like, Ronaldo wants to check on Silas. That's like his only other motivation of being around anymore well, remember all three of
1: us have anchors i have marshmallow you have silas and she has all her friends at the twist right so none of us can really just get away scot-free and feel satisfied with this no our best chance now might be to align with erlin and the guards
2: i'm curious about how ann re- would feel about that because it, doesn't she assume you know he's evil
1: she did but now from the story she thinks that lonigan's the evil one and because he said to her uh lonigan said to erlin like you never embraced like the evil magic and that was your weakness
3: yeah and then he stabbed the motherfucker so obviously something it's something's going on that we don't know
2: ronaldo's uh, ronaldo is okay with that aspect uh but i was just wondering how Ann would feel about it but i guess that makes sense
1: I would have wanted to side with
2: AC, but you
1: killed two of them.
2: Wait, who
3: did I kill?
1: You killed two Akamorian soldiers. Two well, of
3: the guards for AC, yeah.
1: So now I can't go I can't go to Firo and be like, oh yeah, we're totally on your side. Don't mind the two of your friends I just shivved. <laughs> like, so you've cut that branch off.
2: There's a lot of part, there's a lot of, like, factions here. This- <laughs> I mean, there are two now. <laughs> are, but there's, no, there's, there's... Um... The Stone
1: Rotten are decimated. Oh yeah, I guess that's true.
3: Emma and Ulick and Silas, who are unaccounted for, yeah, pretty much.
1: I don't know that it counts as a faction so much as just there are other
2: NPCs out there,
3: <laughs> just random people who just happen to be there.
2: What's our clock, by the way, on the other town that was going to get spooched? I think you still have a, I think you still have a day left, actually. Okay, all right. Tomorrow is the big day.
1: All
0: right, so we unlock all of the cells with guards in them. Okay, so um, you get uh, a, a total count of about 12 guards who have, like, varying degrees of uh, um, injuries or concussions. It looks like they were roughed up, um, you know, after they, they, they got brought inside. Um, none of them are armed, unfortunately. They still all have their armor, but but no weapons to, to be seen um, or heard of.
1: I want to make a medicine check to do just, like, general, like, helping. Like, I'm not going to get, like... elbows deep up in their grills or anything, but just to help. Yeah, okay. Nine. A little below average.
0: Well, um, you know, uh, there there are no injuries here that are that are terribly complicated, so um, you know, you find places to be like, okay, you know, you need to compress this to to bring the swelling down and you know, your uh your unusually kind of like chipper uh, uh mood is sort of disarms them. You're not really sure if they know who you are. But they're all a little confused. They all seem to be grateful that, you know, just ten minutes ago they were in a um, the dank basement cells of a sanitarium, seemingly awaiting, you know, possibly trial and or execution, um, and now that they're free. So they're all a little grateful, but a, just a little weirded out by the situation. Everybody's kind of cooperating and, and uh, trying to make sure that uh, everyone's health is taken care of. Hold
1: on, did you say that these basement cells were
2: thank
0: <laughs> oh <laughs> my
3: God, Austin <laughs> okay. john
2: Johnny, just as, just as a side note, did I find any money on those dead guards
0: no it's um it's 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 military service gear they are okay That's uh, fine. um sparsely equipped, just about That's everything okay. that they're carrying is for utilitarian purpose.
3: all right, so let's talk to Erlen. okay, so I'm going to say uh Lord Erlen.
0: So um, you're talking through the uh through the, the the view hole
3: through the yeah through the flap.
0: Okay. He um he coughs kind of in a very very unpleasant moist manner. <clears throat> some a cough that has some texture to it, we'll say. And uh and he looks up um at the uh uh at the the porthole with kind of like this sweaty, labored, faded expression and says do I know you? Um, I... Wait. You're the you're the girl that they brought me here with. Who are you, and what were you doing at the quarry?
3: Uh, I used to work at the Twist, but I was not privy to what they were up to. I had no idea what was going on. I didn't even know that they had your son. I just worked as a prostitute, and that was pretty much what I did. Uh the reason I was there though was because um Ronaldo and Anne or as Tamsin lovely Who was it who said the idiot in the halfling? Was it Tamsin? Or was it him?
0: No, it was it was Erlin who said uh the, what the the half. Oh no, it was Tamson. It was Tamson. Yeah. Oh,
3: it was Tamson. I was I'm going to say I'm currently with the uh As Tamsin so put it so succinctly, the idiot and the halfling who have just broken out all of your guards and we were going to break out you as well, but you look in really rough shape and we don't know if we can trust you.
1: Anne jumps up like she can't quite see through the flap, but she's like waving and jumping.
3: (laughs) I'm here.
2: Hi.
0: Ronaldo puts uh, Anne on his shoulder so she can see. Anne waves. Um, Erlin kind of chuckles bitterly to himself and says, It doesn't really matter whether you trust me or not. Why not?
3: Oh,
0: okay. Th- th- well, that's th- ominous.
3: Elaborate? Like,
0: <laughs> We are all in very, very deep trouble.
1: Yeah, well, it's been a bad week. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's putting it mildly. Anyway. <laughs>
0: You hear the buzzing, don't you? The rumbling. Does this have something to do with
3: Gorfanax?
0: I read a book.
2: I skimmed a book.
0: Yes. Yes it, it does, I'm afraid.
3: Who's Gorfanax?
0: Uh, who isn't really the right question. It's it's more of a what.
3: Oh, so like a god?
0: Not yet.
3: Oh that's 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 comforting.
0: Isn't it
1: the demon that you make deals with so that people can live here?
0: Make deals with? He, he laughs kind of bitterly um, and spitting up a little bit of blood uh, at, the, at the end of the laugh. He says, make deals with. I don't know what you think has been going on, but I make deals with no one. So what have
1: you what were you doing with the knife and the orb and why are all the paintings in your house of the same person
0: <laughs> he He very slowly kind of like gets up to his feet and uh and when he stands up you see that there's um a, a puddle of blood and his robes are pretty damn soaked with it actually um he's he looks pretty weak
3: i'm gonna stay i'm gonna open i'm gonna have Ronaldo open the door and I'm gonna stabilize him. Or at least attempt to.
2: Ronaldo kind of gives Alana a look like he doesn't think this is a good idea, but then sort of like against his better judgment, sets Anne down, and then opens it anyway. But then he draws uh, his uh, dank daggers, just in case.
1: <laughs> I, lo- I love that that name is
2: stuck.
3: <laughs> yeah, well. I, I I look at Lord Erlin and I say, you explain, I will do what I can to stem the bleeding.
0: He um he kind of like uh, stumbles and sort of like you know, kind of falls to his his knees in sort of a half kind of leaning against the wall um sort of uh, position. Um, make a medicine check. Ronaldo is also doing something, but I'll
2: I'll wait until the check's
1: Twenty four, twenty four. Nice.
2: What 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 Ronaldo is doing is basically patting patting down Lord Erland for weapons and other things. Okay.
1: We all we all three just rush into this cell and start manhandling him.
0: <laughs> yeah, fuck this guy. I don't trust him. You are quite confident that he's been poisoned. Oh fuck muffins. Um, um because looking looking at that wound in his back, there are there are some like there's blistering around the wound. And there's some awful discharge and some fluids that don't rightly belong on a human body, well or unwell, um, of a myriad of different colors. You got some green, there's a little bit of purple, you know, It's, uh, it's, it's a real color palette.
1: Do I know what the cure for this poison is?
0: Uh, at a medicine check of 24, yeah, you're pretty sure that, um, that, that, that there's a, um, a, what, that you know what it is, and, um, the, a simple herb cocktail that would, uh, uh, clear it up.
1: All right. I, I tell him that and ask him if he knows where we can get some, like, in, in the area.
0: He, he says that, um, you know, herbalist shops are not too hard to find, but, You know, you'll forgive him if he's not too familiar with this area intimately. How bad is it? Is he in, like, mortal danger right now? Mm, not right now. Um, but you get the impression that he's probably not gonna last through the day. Alright. Did Ronaldo find anything on him? Um, uh, he's got a pretty fancy ring on.
1: I take it. Fucking A. Ronaldo! I say in character, "Stop."
2: <laughs> no, uh fe- feels like this is payment.
1: Uh and fuck. Anne says, "I'm oh, sorry about him. Uh I'm going to we're going to try to get you out of here and get you help, but you have to tell us what you know. We we want to stop whatever this is. It sounds bad for everyone." Also that noise is super annoying. <laughs>
0: Um, he's, uh, he's, he's completely un, like, unbothered. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't phase him at all that, uh, that you're, you're trying to strip his body for valuables, uh, Leon. That's fine. In fact, you know, the look on his face, even though the guy has been poisoned and he's obviously looking a little rougher than usual, there's a, there is a a despondent and lost expression Mm-hmm. on his face that, that says that uh, uh, um, if if you didn't think you were in trouble before, you're in the shit now, son.
2: By the way, Ronaldo does not put it on in case it's cursed. He just pockets it. Okay.
3: Uh, I'm gonna ask Erlen, um, Ann and Ronaldo thought that he was going to s- sacrifice his son or do something with him to make it so, like, all the portraits are going on.
1: I asked him to, like, explain Gorfanax and his relationship and plans.
2: Yeah, Lord Erlit, sum up. We only have so much time. So,
0: Renaldo sort of, like, pressures him to talk. Um, so he- he kind of- he steadies himself a little bit, bracing himself on, against the wall. Takes a very, very deep breath and says, I haven't been making deals with it, you understand. I have been trying to kill it for six hundred years years i have been trying to kill it and now it's coming back do 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 do, do, do. wait till next time <laughs> i figured that was happening next time on Dice folk Congratulations, guys. Uh, After months and months of toiling and effort, not only have you successfully managed to make Crocodile Dundee 4, but Daniel Day-Lewis is nominated for a Golden Globe.
2: Fernando jumps over the wall of the city and says, bye, bitches. All this
1: politics makes my head hurt. Who do I set on fire? Make this simple for me, please.
3: I would rather be having sex with a diseased man right now. (laughs) What the fuck?
4: As always, our theme song is A Fistful of Nickels, the overclocked remix arrangement of Shadow's Theme from Final Fantasy VI. Executive producers for the month of april twenty sixteen are Joseph Timbrello, Ingmar Gremman, Finch De Jong, James Bevan, Luke Powers, The Cult of Gorfanax, Michael Goodell, Wayne Whitzke, Brent, Jason, Neil, Exley, Gary Sion, Dash Sean the Rage Monster, Carl Kurtz, Eric Kimball, Harrison Andrew, Phoenix Maud, Jade, Tarka, Jorit, Anno Stulfar, Dylan, Giorgio Renna, Christopher Charlotte, Cody Jackson, August Rue, and Taylor Hoyt. You can help support the show by subscribing to Renegade Cut on YouTube, by rating us on iTunes, by subscribing to us on Podbean, or commenting wherever you found this show. Or, if you want to support the show more directly, you can help out by visiting patreon.com Austin austinyorski for me, patreon.com renegade renegadecut for Leon, or patreon.com slash ravenallegria13 for Jess. If you want to support Johnny, clap your hands if you believe.